the podcast where a recent college graduate talks about the transition from student to worker and all the feelings wrapped up in it. I'm your host, Michaela Graff, and today I'd say I'm feeling tired, to be honest. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's a combination of factors, but I've just been so exhausted this week, and it's one of those exhaustions where it's like, I feel like I'm not doing anything, and yet I'm tired. Now, like I said, I feel like there's a couple contributing factors to this. Number one being my allergies kicked in this week, and it just has knocked me out. Nose running, coughing, sneezing, all that. Now, have I done anything to combat this? No, of course I haven't, because who would do that? I am really bad at remembering to take any sort of medicine or supplement. So I keep thinking like, oh, I should take my allergy medicine tonight and then immediately forgetting. So it's one of those things, you know, where you always think about something during a time in which you can't do it. Like I'm driving somewhere and I think, oh, I should take my allergy medicine well, I can't take it right now because I don't have the medicine on me. And then by the time I can take it, I've forgotten again. So I'll figure it out. I'll remember to take it. I'll try to. Another reason why I might be feeling tired is similarly, I have not been taking my supplements like I should. (laughs) Especially iron. And of course, if you're anemic like me, that's going to make you tired. So I'm going to try and get on that as well. (laughs) And on top of all that, I've been trying to go back to a diet that I did earlier this year that really worked for me and really helped me out. And so I know that it can work for me. I've just been having difficulty getting fully into it. And my hardest part is actually eating enough food and enough of the right food to fuel me. And so... I think that has contributed to it, but I've gotten better about that sort of stuff, at least in the past 24 hours, so I'll be getting better on that end. Also, it's night right now, and I normally record this in the morning or early afternoon, so hopefully I don't yawn throughout this because that's just going to make my life harder when editing, so (laughs) for future me's sake, hopefully I can make it through this whole thing. We'll see though. I mean, you won't see because if I do, I'll just cut it out, but I'll know. I'll know. Moving on though, that's not what we're here to talk about today. I'm not talking about how tired I am or anything like that. I actually wanted to talk about how my first week observing classes has gone so far. I still have another class that I'll be observing tomorrow, so can't include that one in this little update, but I'm glad that if you listened to last week's episode, you got to hear a little bit about what this practicum is, because I hadn't mentioned it up until this point, to catch you up to speed in case you haven't. Basically, I'm on my way to getting my certificate to teach English as a foreign language. The last step in this process is 
doing 20 hours of a combination of observations, student teaching, tutoring, etc. So I've partnered with a program online where I will be observing 10 classes up to 10. I don't have to do all 10 and then teaching 10 classes. I probably will observe all 10 just because I really want to expose myself to a range of teaching styles as well as a range of like learner levels because in the TEFL system there's beginner which is A1 and A2, there's intermediate which is B1, B2, and then there's like proficient which is your C's, C1 and C2. Some people break them down differently. This is the way that most people break it down though and that's the way that this organization does. So I want to be able to observe classes with different levels of learners to see how they teach them and then every teacher has a different style so I think the more classes I observe the better and I probably will cash in on all 10. This week so far I have observed two classes which were different each time so already I'm seeing that difference you know the benefit of observing multiple classes different teachers different learners etc and I can really say that this has already been very encouraging because I'm not gonna lie going into all this there's room for a lot of self-doubt negative self-talk just worries overthinking I think I've mentioned before that I'm both a chronic overthinker and a perfectionist so Obviously, going into something like this where I'm responsible for other people's learning is kind of nerve-wracking in a lot of ways. You know, I question, like, do I really have what it takes to be a teacher? Do I really know enough? I've never done this before. How do I come up with lessons? How do I engage the learner and, you know, figure out what level they're at and what things will work for them and all that. And obviously this is going to be a learning process, but this is where the perfectionist in me comes in and is like, if you don't know how to do all these things yet, if you aren't 100% sure going into it, then why are you doing it? And I know that's not the right way to approach things and I'm trying to work through that. And so finally, I've begun on my practicum a little late in the game, but uh, I'm making it. And... Even just shadowing, I've been nervous. <laughs> I don't know why, because I don't have to do much. I'm there to observe, but I'm still like, oh, I need to make sure I'm there right on time. I need to be prepared for anything. Like if I have to hop in and do an exercise with them or anything like that. And now that I've gone through two classes, I'm realizing like this is pretty chill. At least this system, this organization that I'm working for. It's not that much pressure, not as much as I'm putting on myself. Like, obviously you still have responsibilities, you still want to be a good teacher, a good observer, but I was putting way too much pressure on myself. And now being able to not only see the way that teachers are navigating through this and also aren't completely perfect in their own lessons, I'm also seeing how they have struggled with the same thing and like learning about that one of the teachers that I shadowed today talked about those same feelings like especially when it came to their practicum they were dreading having to do it because they just were nervous it was something where they were like 
they felt ready to go teach in a larger scale setting with a curriculum to go off of, that sort of thing. But doing this one-on-one teaching, because that's what this is uh, with this program that I'm working with, it's, you know, it's different. And they finally did it. And now they are going to go teach English. Like they have a job. This class that I observed today was actually their last lesson with this learner. And they are moving to South Korea like this week, which is really cool because not only did they struggle with those same things as me and they overcame it, and I can see that now, but also they are teaching in one of the places that I would love to go teach. And so very, very encouraging in that aspect. And now I want to backtrack a little bit. I kind of jumped into that part a little early because I do want to walk you guys through what this observation has been like for me so far, what these classes have been like, just in case anyone is curious what it's like to teach English as a foreign language or if that's something that you'd want to do. I have met so many people since starting this that have either already done it before or want to do it and I'm like okay there's a whole community in this so this will hopefully give you a little insight on what that's like and there are a lot of different situations this is not going to cover all of them especially because I've only observed two classes but I'll let you know what I know and as I go further in this journey I'll be able to take you along with me and I'll be able to tell you a little bit more as I go so I'll start with yesterday, which is when I observed my first class. And this one was different because there were three other observers and then one learner. And so there was a lot of room for each of us to kind of hop in and talk. And it was more like a group, like a small group setting. I was super nervous for that one. That one was the one that I was like... I haven't done this before. This is my first one. I don't know what to expect, but I'm ready for anything, I guess. And it ended up being, like I said, super duper chill. We gave some introductions. She gave us a prompt at the beginning, like asking what we did fun the last week. So then we were all able to talk about that. And then as we went through the exercises, she gave us opportunity not only to talk on the subjects that we were talking about and just join a discussion, but at least for me, she gave me the chance to kind of walk through a little bit of an exercise with the learner. So that was really fun. And it it was one of those moments where it actually didn't feel like there was much pressure at all. I was like, oh, I can get this. It was just an exercise where we were having the learner read from a New York Times sort of graphic and little article and you know as she went being able to clarify things for her help her pronunciation things like that and so when there was a particularly difficult paragraph the teacher had me read it and then had the learner repeat after that and so that's all I really had to do I was like dang I really was nervous for nothing this is not as difficult as I thought it would be. And like I said, not everyone teaches the same. So I can't necessarily bring those expectations into every class with every teacher. But generally, I started to get the vibe of like what these one-on-one lessons were like. And I like it. And I had fun. And so 
that one went very smoothly, very few issues as far as like technical stuff goes because like I said, this is online. So we have to work around some things, but overall it went very smooth. So naturally we get to today and I'm like, oh, it was nothing yesterday. Still a little nervous, like I wanna be there on time, whatever. So my first class rolls around, it's like noon my time. And I, of course, log in to the meeting like two minutes earlier. And you know, it gives me that message like host hasn't started the meeting yet, whatever. Noon rolls around, meeting sells and started. I'm like, whatever, just turn noon. Then minutes start to go by and I'm like, you know, sometimes people are late. It's fine, whatever. 10 minutes roll by and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and reach out to this teacher and message them and just check because maybe I have the wrong meeting link. Even though this looks like the right one, it's titled just as I would suspect it would be but you know just in case anything has changed and with this one on the schedule it was marked down to have another shadower too but I unfortunately didn't see the name of who that was I think if I had gone through this group chat I would have been able to see where they signed up for that one but I didn't do that so I could, it's not like I could message them either and I couldn't message the learner so I was like eh. and they did end up getting back to me later tonight but during the hour of the class time they didn't get back so I was like dang okay I guess something happened I don't I don't know so I missed out on that opportunity unfortunately but life goes on whatever I decided I was like okay then I'm definitely gonna sign up for another one tomorrow because originally I was on the fence about doing one another one this week and that would have put me at four observation hours but now that I was losing an observation hour, I was like, absolutely, I'm adding another one. So I did that. And I'll be doing that tomorrow. And then I had three hours between that one and actually, no, four hours. I had four hours between that one and my next one today. And so I did some other stuff, wait for that to roll around. That time rolls around. Again, I'm getting a little nervous. I don't know why. I just get nervous every time. I was like, I feel like I don't need to join too, too early because someone had said like in my orientation that every teacher expects differently. They'll normally tell you if they expect something from you, but some of them might want you to be there a few minutes early before class starts or whatever. So I just wanted to be ready for that. So I decided to join, I think just one minute early, like just go ahead and start joining. This one was different though, because previously... The meetings were set up where the host had to let you in. With this one, it was not the case. So the meeting just started when I joined. And then the worst possible thing that could happen happened. The learner joined. And so it's just me and the learner. And I give it like 30 seconds before... I say anything because I was like, just maybe the teacher will join. They didn't. So then I was like, you know, we had kind of said hi. And then, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I'm Michaela. I'm here to observe your guys' class today, whatever. And then the learner introduced themselves a little bit. And then I just put my mic back on mute and was like, okay, I hope this teacher hurries up. Five minutes go by and the teacher is still not there. So imagine this like... 
it's me, an observer who's not even like that experienced yet, and this learner, and we're just like not staring at each other because that would have been even more awkward, but we're just like trying to like do other things while staying mindful of the other person. We're not talking. So eventually I was like, okay, you know, the five minutes had passed. So I said like one more thing. I was like, well, while we're waiting, you know, how are you? And they answered and then they said that they had messaged the teacher because they thought they might be having technical difficulties, which is what it ended up being. And this was like the second time it happened. It happened like two weeks ago. So luckily the learner kind of had expected that. And within like another minute, the teacher joined. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was so awkward minutes felt like hours I was like I don't know what to do I don't want to like overstep my boundaries or anything like that and I just don't know I don't know and oh my gosh I was just screaming on the inside like please please hurry up this is awkward and then it ended up being slightly awkward later on too because like I said this was this teacher and learner's last class. So, you know, they were having like a pretty sentimental moment at the end, just thanking each other and everything. And I'm just sitting there like, this is great, you guys. But I I don't know if I should leave. Like, should I be here for this? I don't know. Um, But as far as the class went with that one, it wasn't awkward at all. Like it was a really good class. And that was a teacher that I was talking about that really encouraged me with her own story of just self-doubt and like overcoming that and again it was a very similar structure where we had an exercise where the learner was reading through something this one was all repetitive then we would do comprehension checks stuff like that use some examples to go on like little tangents about like hyphenative phrases and stuff like that just little things for the learner to you know, add to their vocabulary, add to their knowledge as we're going through this material. And I ended up getting to do one of those as well, just reading through a section of it, which of course I messed up like right at the beginning of it because I was so nervous. I threw it an extra word and was like, wait a minute, and then had to restart. But it was like literally three words into it. So it was fine. But I did that. And then, you know, the learner repeated and everything. And then There was just, you know, there was room for discussion and stuff like that. And it was a good class. Just the very beginning was awkward. It was a weird day today, though. And I'm like crossing my fingers, praying, hoping that tomorrow goes more like Wednesday did, that it's just smooth sailing. But we'll see. We'll have to see about that. I wish I could update you all on that one. I might work in like a little segment where I just keep people updated on this progress you know just like a minute or two of updates as we go along if there's any stories like today like with the awkwardness or anything I will for sure be sharing them here but hopefully there won't be too many stories like that so we'll see I think just the the big takeaway for this week has just been like girl what took you so long what were you waiting for like what was holding you back? Because now that you've started it, you made it seem like it was so much harder. It is much simpler than you made it out to be in your head. And isn't that life, (laughs) at least for me, some people I feel like 
you know, they're carefree. They're able to just go into things, be like, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I'm going to learn. I'm going to make mistakes. That's fine. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, no, if I'm going to make mistakes, then why am I doing it? I don't want to do it. I don't want to live through that. And it's not even like a situation where I'd be making like really huge mistakes. This is literally meant for learning. That's the whole point of this. And it would be much worse for me. Like, I would be much more nervous if I had to be just, like, thrown into a full-time teaching job. So I'm glad that I've started this, and I'm glad I've gotten over that. And I'm really trying to implement this attitude of, like, what if? What are the consequences, really? Why not? In, in all sorts of areas. I talked about this when I talked about job applications. Like, what is the worst thing? outcome that's going to happen if you just try to pursue this. Don't hold yourself back. There are plenty of people who have to come out actual obstacles and this just does not have an obstacle for me. So there's no reason for me to not keep pushing forward in certain areas and stuff like that. So hopefully this will be a sort of self journey and as I go through this I will be able to share a story of change and be able to encourage you guys because I know I'm not the only one who feels like this and maybe it's in different areas it's not necessarily in your job but I feel like especially here in America with the way that we view our occupation and success and everything I think it's probably very prevalent in that area but you know even in other things like hobbies and stuff like that perfectionism is a disease that can really choke out the good things in your life like a weed, you know? And it's easier said than done to combat it, but hopefully as we move forward, I will be able to take you guys with me and we'll be able to hold hands through the process. So cute. <laughs> um, and not to give away too much about the coming weeks, but this is... Setting me up for some topics, I want to get back into exploring the feelings side of things. I kind of touched on it, but these last two weeks have been more story-based, which is fun too, and hopefully that's entertaining, and I'm trying to keep those elements in, like I said, uh, moving forward, but there's some topics that I just have had on my mind a lot recently, so... I definitely want to address perfectionism and I want to address the process of staying in motion, staying focused and not letting yourself hold yourself back or let yourself stay in one spot. And on a larger scale, I want to talk about imposter syndrome, which perfectionism goes hand in hand with. And I've been researching this topic from like the legitimate psychological standpoint because, spoiler, again, I'm giving you guys some research for free, but it's not in the DSM, which is like the psychological like, handbook, and it's not yet in there as its own like separate diagnosis, but it is something that's being explored, especially in the healthcare profession. It's like very rampant, and obviously I'm not in healthcare, and I don't know much about that. But also in recent years, I feel like the term imposter syndrome has 
gained some colloquial meaning as well. And there's a lot of facets to it. So I want to go into like the legitimate research side because there's like six different aspects, I think. And perfectionism is one of them. And it's as you're reading this article, you're like, this makes so much sense. Like this leads into this, leads into this. They all just go together very nicely, but really not so nicely. And I also want to talk about this colloquial sense of imposter syndrome. So if you want to go ahead and do a little research on that, I encourage it because it's very interesting, but I will be speaking on that soon as well. And this all just ties into it perfectly because a big part of this transitional season is knowing where you're at, not knowing exactly where you're headed and being okay with that and being ready to learn and grapple with that journey. And it's not something that comes super easy to me. So we'll work through it together. We'll process it together and hopefully it will be encouraging. In the meantime, you can find the blog at postgradprocessing.wixsite.com forward slash blog. It is also linked in the description if you don't want to type all that out. I wouldn't, so I can't blame you. On that website, you will not only find the blog, but you will find links to my social media and links to other places to listen to the podcast, which if you're already listening to this, like, I don't know why you would need those other than if you want to share it, that's very appreciated. So if you know someone who doesn't have Spotify and that's what you're listening to this on, you can refer them to Apple Podcasts or YouTube. That's pretty much it because <laughs> I don't really know where else many people would listen to it. But if you have any suggestions, I'd definitely be open to it, which there's also a section on that website where you can directly contact me. You can send me a little message. For now, this has been Postgrad Processing. I'm your host, Michaela Graff, and I'll see you again next week with more stories and a lot more feelings. Stay cool.